This is Dr. Megan Galaski, and you are listening to Wild Healers, a podcast from sage, empowered, and passionate women bridging the gap in a polarized world of healing. Episode one, a physician and a midwife walk into a bar. The wall has been built between Western medicine and alternative healing, and it's time to demolish it. If you're ready to see what could happen when we dare to explore uncharted territories of healing, then join your hosts, holistic physician Dr. Megan Galaski and certified professional midwife Sarah Rosser. You're listening to Wild Healers. Megan, let's record a okay. podcast. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Meg. Let's do it. Let's do. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> We're doing this for real. For reals this time. Okay. How long have we been talking about doing this? Hmm. At least six months. I mean, since we met, really. Yeah. A year? This idea is as old as our relationship. <laughs> this idea is really as old as the times. It's just time to have somebody step up to the plate and get it done. Right. Um, I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so happy. And I think, I hope everybody else is excited excited as we are i think so i feel like i should introduce you to them all right let's do it yeah okay so in preparing to introduce meg to our podcast audience i asked my children what words they would use to describe her and my son instantaneously responded she's a guardian angel Oh, my gosh. That's going to make me cry right off the bat. Right? Oh, oh, my gosh. And so, like, I mean, his unfiltered response probably requires very little explanation. But in an attempt to be thorough, let me elaborate. You're legit crying. That's sweet. <laughs> I'm not going to make it through without crying for sure. So, uh, Meg is a holistic physician in our community who provides modern health care through the lens of an alternative healer. She's known to her tiniest patients as Dr. G, but she wears many hats. She's also a fantastic mom and wife, an artist, a trained vocalist whose performances are most recently recorded from the humble stage of her crossover SUV. <laughs> <laughs> To me, she is both an encourager and the person who makes me question everything I know about medicine. And it is my honor to introduce you all to my friend, mentor, and co-host, Dr. Megan Glasky. Oh, that is too much. Cue the Oscar music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's not good Oscar music. <laughs> I don't know what they would play. I like to play. Play me on. Mm. Thank you. That is so nice. Wow. Guardian Angel. Gosh, that's so nice. Well, gosh, now you're making a lot for me to live up to. So <laughs> everyone, <laughs> hope I can step into that giant shoe she just left out for me. Mm -hmm. um, okay, well, let me introduce you, Miss Sarah. Okay. This is Sarah Rosser, folks, and she is amazing, first of all. She is a certified professional midwife and a powerhouse that's the word I think of when I think of you, powerhouse. Mm. 
She is extremely knowledgeable, thorough, tough, and hilarious, as you've just learned already. She will stand up for what's right, no matter the cost, and will advocate for those without a voice until her final breath, and likely beyond that, (laughs) she could come back as a blade of grass, (laughs) being like, no one mow my neighbor. (laughs) Don't mow my neighbor down. We're going to grow as we please. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Um. Sarah was a successful cosmetologist when she discovered her love for feeding the human soul. And through building relationships, she decided to shift towards midwifery. And now she carries this deep appreciation for relationship into her profession. Mm. Um, Sarah trained under and is now a part of the revered midwives at the farm carrying forward the renowned expertise of Ina Mae Gaskin and the farm midwife she proves she is a capable and powerful strong force in the world of healthcare mm-hmm. so i am proud to call her my friend colleague confidant <laughs> partner in crime <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. We're going to do it. And yeah. I hope you guys get to like knowing her as much as I've liked getting to know her. And like, you know, this podcast, although we'd like to bring you folks really good information, it's just as much about relationship and and coming together, right? Mm. Well, let me read our mission statement. Please. Okay. Welcome to Wild Healers, everyone. And We're very excited to bring this to you now that you've met us. And uh, we're going to start with our mission statement, and that is to provide an innovative, visionary, and relevant approach to medicine that gives space for people to contemplate boundless opportunities for healing. Mm. What does that mean to you, Meg? It means that we feel like it's very important to fill a hole that we've been seeing Mm -hmm. in medicine and a lot of topics in the world right now. We feel like it's our calling to step into that space and speak truth into it that it seems like the world is divided right now on everything you could think of and that the only people getting a voice are on one extreme or the other. Mm -hmm. And we've learned through our relationship that, and through talking to a lot of other people, that there's a lot of people wanting to hear a new idea, a new way, a new perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, we're here for, we're here for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to, to share that with people. I, you know, I haven't even always thought the way that I think today. I think that's the other thing it means to me is that be flexible with the way that you think. Mm -hmm. Be open-minded. And there's room for growth there. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of our conversations that we've had, you know, I've heard you start by saying, I don't agree with you, but I need you to convince me otherwise. And that shows so much pliability and just like a willingness to see a perspective that you maybe haven't already seen. 
And I think that's a lot of what's caused the divide in our healthcare system currently. And that divide isn't nothing. People are slipping through those cracks that we're talking about between alternative medicine and westernized medicine. Mm-hmm. Tell me what what misconceptions do you think that my community might have about you and your percep- your profession? Mm. The one that I've heard the most is that doctors are for sick care and not health care. Mm. And that is just wrong. It's wrong. Guilty. <laughs> we, um, you know, I think, oh, gosh, remember this game that we played? We played a game for a week where mm-hmm. we texted each other. What do you think is a misconception that you have or that that others in your community might have that's that's incorrect? And right. that was my one of them to you was that um, in medical school, and this is at a state medical school. This is not a forward-thinking liberal. This is just a state Southern medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, you have more hours of credit in your nutrition class than in your pharmacology class. Would you ever expect that of a physician? Do you ever no. get to talk about nutrition with your physician? Do they no. ever talk about it with you? No. That's a big one. Um, so, uh, the other thing is that we are 100% trained in profe- uh, preventative medicine. Mm-hmm. United States <clears throat> Preventive Services Task Force, that's what that is. They set the whole um, plan for preventative care. And at the top of those lists is diet, nutrition, exercise, mental health. And screening. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't get to talk about it very much as physicians, unfortunately, the way that the system is running currently. And almost everybody I've talked to wishes they could talk about it more. Mm-hmm. And I hope we can have some of those people on our podcast. And so that gives them a voice and it gives them a space and a time to be able to talk about it more. Yeah. 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 So um, those are the big things that I think. What do you think about what do you think in the opposite? What are some misconceptions that the quote unquote, you know, Western or tra- traditional medical field that we think of in the United States has towards your profession or you? <clears throat> well, <laughs> one of the first things that comes to mind is like I do take showers every day. Um <laughs> <laughs> I haven't ever once practiced witchcraft. Um, I'm not opposed to folks who do, but that really is not one of the qualifying factors to be a midwife. So far, <laughs> so far, very. You're describing me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. I, uh, that's why I think that you and I talking with each other in this uh, with this platform is so important. Is because I think that you know if if we if people saw our descriptions of ourselves, they would probably reverse us and think, because I tend to be a fairly like strategical and, and not that you're not, but like I have, a, a, I'm extremely strategical and methodical. And those aren't necessarily words that people would use to describe a midwife, I don't think. Um, but I guess another misconception, I and you and I have talked about this is a good bit, but I think that a lot of times 
folks assume that there's not a lot of training to become a midwife. Um, and I spent I spent seven years getting my license to be a midwife, and that 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 was fairly time consuming. <laughs> um, I felt every moment of those seven years, and so when you know the assumption is made that I um, I rolled out of bed and became a midwife, I think that sometimes is a bit offensive to to mm-hmm. me and to our community. If yeah. I'm being honest, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You think they might confuse also even just the terminology? I did. I didn't know the difference between the the oh, certifications. Like I, right. I didn't even know until literally, what, three weeks ago you explained it to me? Sure. Yeah. So, like, a, a, you know, we just talk about midwives as midwives, but rarely do we discuss the difference between nurse midwives and professional midwives. Those differences vary depending on what state you're in. But here in Tennessee, that means that. Um, as a professional midwife, certified professional midwife, I attend births at home and in birth center settings, whereas a nurse midwife works in a hospital or a birth center that's attached to a hospital typically. Um, however, they, they can attend um, home births as well. Um, but our training is, is specifically in um, a home birth setting. For sure. I mean, for sure. And, you know, people may even confuse, I mean, zoom out and people may even confuse a doula and a midwife and people mm. you know even I, to that i've had a lot of people ask that what, what's the difference between a doula and a midwife like wow those are completely different professions uh you know and a, for those of you who don't know a doula is someone who supports um a birthing person emotionally throughout labor and sometimes lends some physical support by way of squeezing hips and holding hands and things like that um however it is not a medical role at all um, and a midwife, while sometimes I'm sure the lines get get blurred a bit and they do end up um, providing some emotional support, their their role, their responsibility is to take care of that woman and that baby um, and their health throughout throughout pregnancy, birth and postpartum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we could talk about all of this stuff. We could take all of these questions and make an entire episode about all of these. Mm-hmm. But um, we're trying to talk, you know, touch on these topics for you all who are listening, just so you're getting a flavor for what this whole thing's going to be about. And um, so, one thing I want to ask you is why is this podcast important? Why is this podcast needed? I. I think that these are important discussions in that, well, first, I hope that our listeners know that you and I, we don't have some big solution in our back pocket that we're going to like whip out at the end of every episode that we've known was there the whole time. Um, That this isn't, we aren't healers in the sense that we've, we already know the answer, Um, but that we are having a town hall meeting of sorts, you know, where we are going to ask good questions. We are going to thoroughly listen to each other's answers and together come up with solutions to provide collaborative care better. Um, but I, for me, I feel like this is really important both as as a healthcare provider, as a midwife. Um, I've experienced the tensions between physicians and myself and trying and trying to have collaborative care for a client, but also as a patient. I I remember early in life when I was maybe not as secure as I am now, Mm -hmm. being afraid to tell my 
general practitioner that I saw a chiropractor. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that he would have cared. Mm-hmm. I think he may have actually thought that was lovely. Mm-hmm. And I remember being afraid to tell my chiropractor and my acupuncturist that I was on birth control. Uh Yeah. I don't think that they would have been upset either. It was my misconception that was the issue. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this podcast has the potential to address those misconceptions and hopefully alleviate some of this tension. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I I totally agree from a patient perspective, because I think something that people forget is that doctors are patients, too. We go to the doctor. Yeah. A lot of people are like, wait, you go to the doctor or you take your kids to the doctor? Yes, (laughs) I do not treat my children or myself Mm. Um, because you can't step outside of yourself. You cannot step outside of your own ego and evaluate the situation. And so I, you know, when I go, same thing. I've definitely seen people who um, may not be as receptive or open to some of the treatment options that I would have for myself. I mean, mm-hmm. I I have colleagues who certainly are less receptive to some alternative things, which is fine. <coughs> um, that's why we're all different people. Right. Um The only thing that would bother me and that I do hope that maybe this podcast could could work to help is that the thought that um, uh, medical doctors, MDs, Mm -hmm. are pigeonholed into only thinking, quote unquote, scientifically with no patient-centered care and that we don't care. And I mean, even it could go to the extreme of like we purposefully harm people. I mean, there's just a gamut of what Mm. people say. Mm. Um, And, you know, for not only for them to say, oh, my gosh, you're telling me you actually care about patients to also having colleagues say, hey, guess what? I have the same certification as you have the same degree as you I hold the same um, board certifications as you so not only am I sticking to those recommendations I'm adding on Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not interested in separation and segregation and drawing lines in the sand I'm interested in integration I'm interested in oneness I'm interested in wholeness. So that doesn't mean subtracting away. That means adding on. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this podcast and this topic is important. Mm -hmm. Right now, all we're hearing is extremist point of views. And if you subscribe to one thought, then you think, well, then I have to think and agree with everything that this group says. Mm -hmm. Because it's an in-group, out-group mentality. Yeah. That's just untrue. You can pick and choose what you want to believe, what you want to think, and what you want to practice within different mindsets and approaches. So I think that's important for us to see moving forward. I think it's the way forward in medicine. It is the way forward in medicine. We can't keep separating ourselves and calling the other person stupid. Mm. 
that's just a way to continue war. So the way forward and the way forward, not only for healing of the patient, but for healing of the healthcare provider, because the healthcare providers are hurting. Mm -hmm. The way forward is to regain autonomy over our practice, regain autonomy over our bodies, and regain the trust relationship between each other. And the only way to do that is to have hard conversations. Mm-hmm. It's not a black and white thing. No. So we're here to have hard conversations, and we may have some hard conversations on the air. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'm not afraid to play devil's advocate to get to the point. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I used to want to be a lawyer just because I liked arguing the other side. I can see that. Uh, <laughs> you would have been a great lawyer. Uh, I would have had a ulcers. <laughs> um, so that's why I think it's important. What challenges do you think we might face? I think we... Okay. Probably not the most popular answer. That's I think okay. this could be hard on our relationship with each other. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. However, I'll say we bonded over asking each other what just what you said, this text conversation back and forth of like, what would you think, you know, what are some misconceptions that you want to tell me about yourself, you know, and about your practice? Those are the kinds of things we bonded over. We didn't, we skipped the, hey, how are yous, right? But a strain in a relationship doesn't mean a break in a relationship. Absolutely. And if, if it strains our relationship and we don't have to a hundred percent end up on an agreement phase to continue to be a friend, we've already done that many times. Yeah. This is just going to be in front of everybody. Right. (laughs) The other thing that comes to mind as far as challenges is tripping over terminology. And that's something that we've talked about a little bit is just like it's so easy to get offended by. No, I don't like to call myself that or um, we don't you know, we don't use that word that word in our community or, or whatever. And sometimes that's a that's a really valid point. But I feel like I want to call our listeners into this this room of like, we're here to understand each other gently. And so if if we misspeak and say something that's potentially offensive, that there's no no reason to burn the room down. We just are going to have to talk through it. Mm hmm. Um, anyway, I think terminology sometimes probably gets gets in the way. I agree. What about you? What do you we think would, the challenges? Yeah, I agree on the terminology. I think <clears throat> if we do say something that's offensive, people please gently tell us that we have and we want to hear why and how and see if we can change it. Mm-hmm. But there's also um, a line where it's, Again, are we building each other up and really, truly speaking from a place of trying to inform and educate? Mm -hmm. Or are we trying to get our point across to somebody to make them believe us? Right. Because you can't change what people do or believe Mm -hmm. by telling them to just do it. It's not going to happen. I mean, we could talk till we're blue in the face to you guys, to our listeners. But at the end of the day, it's your decision to take what we say. And... uh, you know, first few episodes, we we don't have your trust. You don't know us. <laughs> so that's the other challenge that I think we're going to have. We don't you don't know us. We don't have your your trust. And we are. And by the way, I am not your physician. So if we're talking about 
medical advice, if we're talking about medical things on this show, I am not your treating physician and this podcast is not meant to give medical advice. Quick disclaimer. Yeah. Legally, I'm going to say that. Um, But also, I mean, it's for real. It's not just, oh, we better say that statement so that legally we don't get in trouble. This is real. So you need to form a real good relationship with your practitioner. That Mm -hmm. is your practitioner. Mm -hmm. We are not your practitioner. Yeah. Um, but we're here to hopefully give you some ways to form those good relationships with each other and with your practitioner. Um, my other worry is of course, imposter syndrome, Mm. you know, say more. Well, that's what took us so long to do this in the first place. Yes. We're not experts because anybody can go around and call themselves an expert and it means absolutely nothing. We are very knowledgeable. We have been practicing in our fields now. Not only have we had extensive education, you know, like you said, you know, you've had se- you had seven years of education. Um, I'm scared to hear how many know, you've had. I don't know. <laughs> I've never know sat and added it up. It's four years of undergraduate. It's four years of medical school and then three years minimum of um, residency. And then if you do a fellowship, another three years minimum of fellowship. I did not do a fellowship. I can't do it. I can't. I don't have it in me. So the the youngest you can be in finished medical school is 30, 31. So, Unless you're the good doctor on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had a girl in my med school class who was, um, oh, how old was she when we started? I think she was 18. No. Yeah. She did not do well. Uh, she had great on her grades. She was did not do well socially. Sure. Was not prepared. Sure. It's crazy. Anyways, I digress. But um, imposter syndrome, even after that much school, even after additional training, you have CME, continuing in medical education. You have to keep up your license. You have to keep up your board certification every five years now, not every 10. Even with all of that, it is still hard for me to say, I know the answer to this. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I might know better than you. Mm. People don't like that. No. Um, Especially when you're a young woman. Ah. So. uh, Because. (laughs) I mean, I'm oh, I'm done thinking that way. I am done thinking that way. Mm-hmm. I know it. I went to school. I continue. This is all I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have now spent all of my postgraduate education on psychiatry and holistic approaches so that I can continue my education through those. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're here. You can take it or leave it. I don't know. If you don't want to buy what I'm selling, that's your decision. But I don't know. At least we're fun for a listen. We are fun. We'll entertain until the cows come home. (laughs) We'll give some videos of like a tap dance or something. I don't know. People can have fun with. But but I'm excited. We're ready for... Uh, we're ready for this. So we need to get rid of our imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I say, can I tell the story about expert? Oh, yeah. Tell the story about expert. <clears throat> so when we first um, 
started trying to kind of put some pen to paper about this whole podcast, Meg kept coming up with this bio that called me an expert midwife. And every time she would do it, or write it somewhere, I'd say, please stop calling me an expert. She had a gag reflex, like I, an automatic. It really, it really got me. And she just kept challenging me and pushing me towards like, why not? Why not? Why would we not say that? Like, why would we not say that? Do you not know more about birth than most people? Why would we not call you an expert? <laughs> and uh, finally, I won. And we don't have expert written anywhere uh, in my bio, thankfully. But um <laughs> I still call her that in my mind. Oh, no. So, (laughs) but but what I learned was through that process was that I truly did have an imposter syndrome that I didn't know about. I was afraid of being called something that was bigger than than me. And um, and I've I've started thinking about the way I describe myself a lot differently since that interaction that we had. And so, yeah. And that's why we wrote each other's introductions, too, because it's uh, hard to um, to brag on yourself, brag on yourself. It's easy to brag especially, on you, though. Yeah, well, especially with certain upbringings and, and being women mm-hmm. and how we're taught to please other people and how we're taught to downplay what we mm-hmm. know and, what, and who we are. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, I think when you think of it from someone else, what would they say about you? And your self-talk is important. Mm -hmm. And as women and as healthcare providers, and I mean, I'm a, I'm a doctor. I hold, I hold a doctorate, right? As that, as that, like when you're looking outside of it and you're not in your ego and you're looking from the outside and you're looking in to take charge of that and say, if that person were my friend, I would say this about them. That's important, and that's an important step to feel about yourself. And so I hope that when people hear our podcast, rather than viewing us as know-it-alls or, you know, thinking we're big mouth, and we are big mouth. For sure. We're big mouth. But, you know, I hope that they see that we're works in progress and that we've decided very purposefully to do it in a public way Mm -hmm. um, because we feel called to. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that that's what people see. And and uh, we're, we're putting it out there. We're risking ourselves, our pride, our a lot of things. Yeah. But I'm happy to. I think we should wrap this episode up with our why. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't have a why, I mean, we kind of talked about this at the beginning, and we may be repeating ourselves. But if we don't have a very clear why, then, gosh, why are we doing this in the first place? We, we could be off having fun, quarantine fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'd love to give you guys some topic teasers so that you know what's coming up next and you can we'll just wet your whistle. But our why is that we want to bridge the gap between the apparent or perceived discordance between Western medicine and a more holistic and ancient healing approach. We want to spread a message of unification rather than division. And we see how tensions in healthcare affect both the provider and the patient. And we deeply believe that there is a better way forward. Mm. We hope that you all believe it with us. Mm -hmm. We'd love to spread light and hope. So, um, Sarah, tell them some of the ideas and the topic teasers that we're going to do. 
Well, we have some really fantastic people to interview from every corner of the spectrum. Uh, everybody from uh, westernized healthcare practitioners like OBGYNs, um, a pulmonologist. We've we've got energy healers that we want to talk to. Um, we are envisioning potentially um, some experience podcasts where we together go and experience some different uh, methods of healthcare, like maybe acupuncture. Would yeah. you be down with that? I'll do that. Okay. What we, we so we get a colon cleanse. I want us oh. to get. I want us to get a colon cleanse. That's going to have to be down the road. Okay. I wonder how much will weigh. How many pounds of poop do you think you have in you? I don't know. They said they said seven to twenty five pounds. Oh, well, clearly. I hope I have twenty five pounds in there. I'll feel great afterwards. Yeah, we got a lot to lose. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'd like to do a day in the life where um, hopefully I can come to the farm and yes. be with Sarah. We'll see. These are these are crazy times we're living yes, in. We are recording this in the midst of. COVID-19 social distancing land. And so Meg and I are a long way away from each other in We're a room right now. We're way farther than you would be in a normal setup. <laughs> so oh. those, those are going to have to wait till however long this particular pandemic lasts. But eventually we hope to shadow each other at work and kind of experience. I'm, I'm hoping to go with Meg into her pediatric care and see a little bit more about her side of work. And yes, I'm excited to have you at the farm. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. If you would have told me this when I was reading, you know, Birth Without Fear or Spiritual Midwifery when I was pregnant five years ago, no way would I have ever guessed that we were talking about this together and yeah, I'd be with a farm midwife. Like, that's crazy to me. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what, what else? else? We're going to talk about, ooh, one of my favorite things, the placebo effect. I'm excited oh, for that. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, mysticism. Mm -hmm. um, ooh, our listeners, we may need to put together like a little questionnaire oh. thing. Um, you can follow us on wild healers on instagram if you just search wild dot healers that's right isn't it yes okay wild dot healers on instagram um gosh we'll have to do a little game and we can say who do you think this statement is from or oh, something like that and I you can guess if it's me or if it's sarah mm -hmm. that'll be fun mm -hmm. um we'll do some interactive stuff coming forward but oh cold therapy we're gonna um Oh my goodness, we've we've both been talking about Wim Hof and his breathing, and maybe we can breathe and alkaline our bodies and not get COVID nineteen. Maybe we could do that. <laughs> Hyperventilate. We're all set. Okay, thanks, Wim. <laughs> all right. Um, so anyway, um, we we want to get these out to you guys. We know we are so overwhelmed by the positive response that we've had already. We are super thankful and we're super excited that yes. you guys have already um, already expressed so much interest. So that's given us encouragement that this is needed. And we're we're really excited. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Um, 
subscribe to our podcast. Mm-hmm. You know you want to hear more of us talking. You don't even know what is in store. These people don't even know, Sarah. Right. How long has it been <laughs> since you had a pap smear? Oh, I had one last year. Okay. What? I don't know what month it was. Well, technically, I don't have to have one until every three years now, right? Isn't that the rules? I feel like because of the podcast, you're you're up. I have to have one. <laughs> That's a good interactive. I don't mind pap smears. You just breathe and pretend like you're at the beach. And Is then that you how do you it. do it? Yeah. It's so different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um um yeah we'll we'll come up with some ideas if you guys think of ideas maybe you could shoot those over to us over on our um wild healers instagram gosh we're we're right at the beginning of this so that'll be fun yeah thank you for listening to wild healers no matter your healing perspective You belong here with us in the wild. Special thanks to all of our supporters. Recorded and mixed by Nathan Galaski. Art and design by Sarah Gillum and Gabe Rosser. Theme song composed and performed by Jake Wesley Rogers. Thank you.